Welcome, everybody, to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is a live episode just for you. Well, us too. We have, we have no choice <laughs> in the matter. But uh, thank you so much for joining us. We have a great show. I'm John. That's James. That's Lacey. And we decided we don't want to wait till Monday to do this. We want to do this as soon as possible. And now is the time. We're going to be giving our takes breaking down, speculating, having a great time talking about that Book of Boba Fett trailer that we've all probably watched at least 50 times. Who knows? I'm very excited to get into that. Uh, how are you guys doing? You guys, James, uh, if you had to guess, how many times did you watch the trailer? I was going to say like three. No, well, close. So I watched two, <laughs> I watched it again and watched it again. So a second time. Uh, but it wasn't until we really were going to dive into the show that I, I started doing the slowdown thing. You know what I mean? Like watching clip by clip by clip. But if I really had to say, like, how many times did I just like put it on and watch it? Like probably, yeah, just twice. I just got a good one and then went back and rewatched it, took it in again. Nice. Lacey, how about you? I think I watched it about five times. And that's not including, like James said, like stopping and starting, like just mm-hmm. watching it through probably like five. I watched it a couple times when it came out a couple days later and then a couple days today or a couple times today just to get into it. Yeah, I think I'm around there. Um, I had done the written version for Star Wars Newsnet where I really had to just get into, you know, taking screenshots and doing all this sort of stuff for yeah. it. So maybe a little higher than five, uh, yeah, I would say maybe sure. 10, maybe 10 or so, but before we get into that, I just want to first of all thank thank everybody who's joining us live right now in the live chat. I think that's amazing that you're all here hanging out with us, and we're going to be leaning on you a little bit to fire some stuff at us that we may not bring up. That you're going to help us engage in our conversation a little bit more. So we appreciate that. And also, if you don't mind liking the video, and if you're on social media, whether that's Twitter or Facebook, Instagram, wherever, share this video. Uh, let everyone know that we are live right now. Oh, James forgot to do it. He's going to do it himself. Yeah. Or, you know, if you're on Twitter and you see our post, just quote tweet, say, come join us in the live chat. Let's get a good group in here and have a fun time tonight. But before we get into talking about, oh, we'll probably start like we do at the Mando Fan Show, but we'll get it. We'll go around three of us and give our favorite part from the trailer. But before we do that, I have to admit something. Uh, I, you know, the Mandalorian, Mandalorian season three is filming now and you know, Boba Fett's got the spotlight as they're making Mando season three. Uh, I have to reveal something. Mm. I am the stunt double stunt double for the Mandalorian season three. So when the stunt men mm-hmm. are too chicken to do their stunts, they call me and I go in. I do the stunts. What? Nothing about cool. that. You like that? <laughs> I got proof. How did you Watch. get that gig? Look, you can only get this if you're on the show. This is the only so way. So I'm on the this. show too. Oh. <laughs> Crap. All right, well that is actually yeah. the secret stunt double stunt double stunt double. The stunt double. <laughs> so when I when I'm too scared to do yeah. things, Lacey puts the helmet on and dives in. All right. Exactly. Now that bit lasted 3 seconds. That's okay. <laughs> so uh now why don't we why don't we go right now and give our favorite uh shot, part, line, whatever from the a minute and 40 seconds teaser trailer, whatever you want to call it of this uh, next live action Star Wars show, the second live action Star Wars show. So uh, Lacey, why don't you go first? Did you have a favorite single shot? I know you're a, a shot person, but or a scene or a moment or anything like that from this trailer that stood out to you that you're like, yeah. 
Yeah, favorite shot, probably the clip of the helmet rolling on the ground with like the money falling out of it. Oh, that is interesting. It was a very cool shot, especially because you're like, I know we asked, I think our patrons on Patreon, like how they felt about Boba Fett having his helmet off so much in the trailer, because before this, we've, with the exception of the Mandalorian, like we've only seen Boba Fett like with helmet on. So uh, to see that, it's just kind of like, oh, what's going on here, which I'm sure we'll get into. But it seems like all these clips probably came from one episode, as we've known from The Mandalorian and other Star Wars stuff is like they like to use 10 minute clips and then pull all the clips from that 10 minutes. Um, Favorite part is probably the... I'm probably going to say this wrong. The Bomar monks, like the spider droid thing from Jabba's palace. Because for me, growing up, Return of the Jedi was my favorites. And it still is like in my top two. And to know that that has continued on even past Return of the Jedi. It's like one of those things that you remember. You realize that these stories continue in their universes, whether they've Mm -hmm. ended or you know what happened or not. And it's just kind of cool. Yeah, I, I... I the mo- the money coming out of the helmet, uh, that's interesting. I'm very curious as to like is is that where he is that his wallet too? Is his helmet now where he keeps his money or what is it like? Yeah, Brian said perfectly. Shot. The money shot. Yes. <laughs> Brian, Brian is too clever for all of us. That's just just mm-hmm. the straight facts. Um, yeah, the Bomar monks are very cool, uh, and you can't. Their story's really... messed up, by the way. I did a little digging because I like yeah. knew about them, but I didn't know like the nitty gritty of like their details. Well, they yeah. were like, nah, we don't want, we don't need bodies anymore. We're just going to be these spider droids. And then yeah. they would punish people with Jabba by doing that surgery on other people. Yeah, it's, that's, Ooh. it is an interesting story. And it definitely leads to a big part of my speculation on where this, this story is going to go. And I, I'll admit, I, I speculated a li- like pretty, f- a mix, mix between smart guesses, speculating and wild speculating in my article mm-hmm. on Star Wars Newsnet about this, but uh, we'll get to that in a bit. James, um, favorite shot, favorite moment? Was there a favorite line or or what stood out to you that was like, if you were showing someone like, check this part out from the Book of Boba Fett trailer? Oh, I don't, I, mine, my favorite shot is not the shot that I'd be like, check this out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, that would be weird. That would be like Lacey being like, check out, did you see the new Book of Boba Fett trailer? Check this out. And it's like a, a rolling shot of the helmet. <laughs> Everyone yeah. would be like, that's it? That's what you wanted to show me? I so, mean, honestly, um, I did do that with the Boba Fett episode where he like has that kind of like crazy low Dutch angle where he like pistol whips the guy. I showed that mm-hmm. shot to everyone and was like, look how beautiful this shot is. So I'm um, the loser that does that. I do do that. My, uh, my sh- takeaway shot, and I don't know what it is exactly, but um, about the shot that I like. But there's a scene of uh, Boba and Fennec standing on top of the tower, like, and it looks like you know the palace is like behind them, or their their quarters like or whatever, just behind them. Yeah, actually, it does a lot. <laughs> it and when does. they show that, and then they they back out, and they show it's kind of like the whole palace at night, and it to me there was something about how it it made the world real, it made the show real, but more it more emphasized kind of what you were saying is like these characters and this world lives on beyond it. So this is the first time we're seeing Jabba's palace. Like it was not the first time we're seeing it at night, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's, there seems are like more rooms. There, There's not just there, one yeah, room. There, <laughs> it seems like it, it's a, a, it's a peaceful 
uh, period right now. They're just up there. There's, nobody's like attacking the building or something like that. There's curtains and, and lights and things going on back there. So it makes it feel like it's a um, either like a bedroom or like some sort of like nice outdoor patio kind of thing. And I, yeah. I just all put together, that shot made me feel like, oh, he lives there now. And that's what this story is about. This is this is Boba Fett's new home and his palace. And it, it made the show feel like a, gr- a grounded position that everything can expand from there. Does it do you think it matters that if he brought in a cleaning crew or something? Because like you move in, you got to have someone come in and clean that place up. I this shot did make me think of that because I considered it being his bed and I thought yeah. about moving into a house where Jabba the Hutt recently lived and I'd be like or like oh, the I don't know the big this is Bib Fortuna guy like where he's just like eating all the time and stuff you're just yeah. like <laughs> it's uh yeah it, that was interesting to see because that's you know again one of those parts of Jabba's palace that we don't think of like the penthouse or whatever like we're mm-hmm. used to just wherever they went in Return of the Jedi that very small part of Jabba's palace is what we know and that's what they made the toys out of and everything so it'll be interesting to be able to expand on this I think we did see a little bit of Jabba's palace in the Clone Wars movie but we're gonna get to see a lot more of that and just um, expanding what exists there is very interesting to me so I like that mm-hmm. uh, that they did show us a little bit of that um I think my favorite shot, it's very quick and there's no dialogue or anything, but well, but from Boba, but it's when that guy says, what's stopping us from killing you and taking what we want? And Fennec looks at side eyes and looks at Boba and he's taking a sip and looked at her like these guys don't know who they're effing with right now. <laughs> and I loved that. I, the look he gives her and the look she gives him kind of like, is this guy serious right now? I got chills. I thought that was so cool. It's very like Don Corleone or or uh, or Michael Corleone. I I just I, I absolutely love that, and I hope there's 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 more of that. And then it just lets you know that Boba Fett's kind of laying in the weeds and trying to like r- get a read on people is the narrative I'm getting from this trailer, and saying like I'm gonna rule with respect, and he's just trying to gauge like who's gonna play ball with him and stuff. And then the real Boba Fett that we all know is inside him is what we're going to get ultimately. Um, so I, I, I'm curious to see how that evolves in this story. But that, do you know what shot I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just something about it. Like I, I just like he get, the way he looks back at her. They both are on the same page, and I, I, I love the fact that we're probably going to see them really worked together like batman and robin like in sync and uh, operating like a well-oiled machine and i'm very excited to see um what what the this relationship turns into but i know it's come up a couple times after the mandalorian i don't think it's a romantic relationship guys i know it's come up a couple times it didn't yeah i didn't get that vibe at all yeah i don't know that i want to see boba fett in getting into romance i just want to see him kind of just be boba fett you know Mm. but um i don't know the james though said the you know the little penthouse uh, on the balcony there what do you think buddy uh, honestly like i agree with you guys that i would never have put that together but that that shot of them on the balcony is the <laughs> only inkling of of like oh it seems you know they're like hanging out together you know at yeah night. maybe but uh, other than that i mean at the same time like 
they're the only two people who probably live there currently. And if you're, it's just you and your partner, you know, who else are you going to talk to before you go to bed? So they're going to be hanging sure. out. Right. And we don't know that that's a bedroom either. So it's just like, they've decided that they're, why don't we hang out in the tower as our regular base? We can keep an eye on the area and know if anybody's coming in, that's where we'll hang out, talk, plan, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I, I think there's a million reasons why that could not be romantic. Right. And that's still the vibe that I get from everything else anyway, too. So so there is a debate happening right now in the live chat, which is, do we think that the voice speaking to Boba Fett is the creature or is it Din Djarin? Well, I, I, I wrote that it was the creature using a, like a translator device, like on mm, his chest mm-hmm. or something. Like the frog lady. Um, I just think it was one of those things that was coincidental that it sounded a bit like um, Pedro Pascal. And I said, like, because when my wife watched the trailer, she was walking in and out of the room and she's like, oh, the Mandalorian? Is that the Mandalorian? He's in this? So it does sound like Pedro Pascal, but I think it's just one of those things that was coincidental and now that people are talking about it and it's out in social media they're probably like ah why did we use that voice you know i don't i don't think that's i don't think that's mm-hmm. the mandalorian Interesting. so you're referring to the the first two lines of the trailer i'm no bounty hunter which first yes. of all is interesting in itself right right go up to no, anybody she, in the street and no, say what she's, is what is boba fett that's oh, boba fett <laughs> yeah no he's no, talking about the person speaking to boba fett yeah. yeah, but then the next line after that is um I've heard otherwise, right? Yeah. So is the is the question then is that voice I've heard otherwise is that Dinjarin? That's what they're debating. Is, that... is it Dinjarin or someone else? You know, I get I, why people think it does sound like him because it does. It I think it does a little bit, but I think part of that too is that it sounds like it's coming through a Mandalorian helmet. Like it sounds, it doesn't sound, or I guess you could say it sounds like it's like coming from any sort of over like any helmet, like a stormtrooper helmet or something, but it definitely sounds like it's going through a helmet. Um, One other thing too is like, are we not sure that that's not an old line from Mandalorian? That they right, they're that, just reusing. Like, Interesting. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the force runs uh, strong in my family, and it's like, oh, what is this? Yeah, they never you know, used like, that. In but the it's, movie. it's very yeah. specific, though, because he says, mm-hmm. "I know you sit on the throne of your former employer." Like that's mm-hmm. talking to him about job of the hut. And for what it's worth, I don't know if they do misdirection and closed captions. I I would like to think that they don't. It says that line is being spoken by Alien One. <laughs> oh really yeah those subtitles though <laughs> yeah yeah right right uh yeah i mean they could have said you know hammerhead or whatever to uh to make it specific but um or man uh, i'm i'm even i didn't Ithorian pick up on or, this either know. yeah I'm, i mean i i just think it's coincidental that's uh, that's all i think uh but well i'm who knows when on that line of, i know you sit on the throne of your former employer for some reason i just thought that was boba and it's not oh but now like <laughs> when watching the trailer i'm like oh yeah that i knew the other one was because he describes himself as i'm no bounty hunter and you right. hear it's his voice and then the other person said i've heard otherwise so you can in your head that's a conversation it's two people but yeah. then right. when it continued past that i just i don't know i pictured no yeah it's a 
yeah, different voice, and that's the voice that people think sounded like Pedro Pascal. But I agree. I that we're does, at a point but... that we know that voice that we're like, we know what Din sounds like. Yeah, right. yeah. I would think that if if that is his voice, they would be more direct with he's in the show. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Because I don't um, think there's anybody at Disney being like, well, fans are going to know like right away that he's in the show. And like the whole world well, is like, what? Uh, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I, I I think that's just what that is. And mm-hmm. I think they may have just gotten a voice that sounded too much like it. And they didn't realize it at the time. And now they're like, oh, geez. But <laughs> anyway, in terms of the trail, like before we like get into the bits and pieces of this thing. We've seen them do two things with these trailers. One, they, they'll do a trailer that bounces around to every part of a series, like they did with the first Mandalorian trailer. They almost showed a shot from every episode, looking back. In the, I believe the first trailer for season two, it was primarily like the first chapter. And what do you, what do you guys think in terms of what this trailer is? Because I've seen a lot of people speculating, oh, I bet this is the first, all this is in the first 15 minutes of this whole show. I, I don't know that I believe that, but I want to see oh, what I you guys that. think about that. <laughs> yeah, is that what you think? Well, I, I said it. I think it's all coming from the same episode. Okay. Like, yeah, that could be. I, I saw people talking about, oh, it comes from the same 10 minutes. And I think I even jokingly said that at the beginning of the episode or this episode, but I think. So- it's easily from one episode. They've done that so many times now that it's like all coming from one episode. Mm-hmm. So if I, yeah, if I had to guess, I would say, um, say there there's 10 shots in this. I don't know that there is, but I think five are from episode one, three are from episode two. And then like two are from episode three or something. And sure. you know what I mean? Like, I think just as it goes on, you might have like one or maybe two shots from episode three or maybe four, but I feel like that's starting to stretch it. But I would say that the majority are from episode one and some are probably from episode two as well. Like those are almost 50 50. Um, Because I think another thing that you're looking at here is just the trailer is delivering you the, the idea, the concept of the show, just the same as the actual show itself would have to do. So in episode one, it's going to show him, showing up and kind of having a conversation with people like that's how the show starts that's the premise of the yeah show. Right. so um if they're delivering us the premise of the show in the trailer then you got to think they're going to use all those lines and and showcase those moments from that first episode right interesting. right interesting yeah they probably don't want to show too too much you're right and it does feel like there's a lot of exposition in the, a lot of these scenes like him I can't see him sitting at that table talking to those guys at, on, you know, chapter eight or whatever they're going to call these yeah. things. It just sounds like this is setting the table quite literally. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say. Yeah. So w- w- another thing, you know, them starting off with the Bomar monk thing, like you brought that up, Lacey, mm-hmm. you know, they, they were kicked. That was, you know, Jabba's palace was their monastery and Jabba kicked them out, but let them stick around because they were evil looking and like you were saying they they got involved with you know dirty deeds and what have you you know then Jabba takes over and he doesn't have a happy ending and then Bib Fortuna takes over he he gets killed it's just that's how this gangster stuff goes it always starts well like Goodfellas it's all cash rolling in beautiful cars beautiful women money 
uh everything's great and then you get to that middle part and things go crazy and the decade turns and things get start getting bad and you start uh having to you know run away from your problems and stuff i think i just them showing that bomar monk to start off i don't know that they that could have been an easter egg thing for you know for fans as a nod like do you guys remember this in return of the jedi or it could have been like look at these look at their status now this is what becomes of you if you try to get into this and I just, I can't help but think that this, this is just going to end badly for Boba Fett. When, it, when it's all said and done, whether it's season one, season two, however long they do this thing, I don't think he's riding off into the sunset as a crime lord because that just doesn't happen in crime, gangster, underworld type movies. You always get got by the end by somebody. I, I can uh, agree with that. <laughs> I I don't know about the the bomar monk tie-in with that i saw that as hey this is a callback and if you like return of the jedi you're gonna get this well yeah i think that's the easiest easiest connection just to start off and be like yeah i'm gonna establish a shot that you're familiar with you know and people that don't know it are gonna go what the hell is this exactly and then they're gonna keep watching but the people that know it from return of the jedi are gonna be like oh my god look what it is uh as for Boba Fett getting got. Uh, I mean, it is tricky. It's it's the underworld. They're making it clear that this series is underworld. It's crime. It's yeah. You know, I think it's to me. It seems like in this trailer that he's trying to do the right thing, like to speak freely. I'm going to respect you. I'm not going to just kill people. I think that's going to happen for most of the season, and then something's going <laughs> to make him snap, and then he's going to lose it, and then he's just going to go back to being you know, the ruthless bounty hunter killer that we know him as. Uh, I think that all stuff like this, like revenge stories always start off with good intentions of, Hey, I'm going to do the right thing here. Um, But then they go bad. (laughs) Yeah. So I agree with you, John, but I will say this. Well, the reason I, I would agree with you is because if you're going to kill off a big popular character, you're probably going to want to do it in live action. And we're now able to have this discussion because of the Disney plus thing. We had it or we will have it <laughs> recently about other characters. Well, that's yeah, that's the whole thing. Like um, people are always like, I can't believe they killed Han Solo. I can't believe they killed Luke. Like, would you rather Luke die off screen and someone talk like said, Oh, Luke Skywalker, by sure. the way, that yeah, he died uh, just laying under a blanket uh, somewhere yeah, without we, any importance yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, this or do you want them going out in a blaze of glory? You know, yeah. Yeah. So, so that so then my thought is they probably will kill him in live action, and this is a perfect place to do it for all the reasons that you set up. But that being said, uh, Tamara Morrison is a person that you want to keep around, and Boba Fett is a character that you probably want to keep around. And I can't imagine this show going 12 seasons or something you know no so i think what they'll probably do is tell this story of boba fett's life and it ends the way that it ends leaving people wanting more boba fett and they'll say you'll have to wait and then they'll wait for tamir morrison to be even older you know even older like and make him old man boba fett and he's got this cool beard and other stuff he is old man boba fett no i well that's true but i mean like old man yeah Yeah. i'm thinking you could probably really play this character out for a long time and right now yeah no that's i understand i understand 
I understand. And he's 60 now, so there is plenty of mileage left. But and and you know, that's another thing people brought up. Like, how come he looks so good now? Is he back to tank? You know, take care of it. Hop in, yeah, get a little tan. Been off world in, and stuff. I was gonna yeah. say we're in Crystal Skull's era of Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and we still want to keep Indy four. Yeah, I hear you. Around no. Indy five, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say he's old man Indy in Kingdom of Crystal Souls too. But y- yeah. you still, you didn't kill him off. You want to do it well, later, the, right? Right. Well, I, yeah, and yeah. Go ahead, Lacey. Oh, I just wanted to to jump in really quick because Lauren asked this. She said she did anybody know anything about the spider droid until after the trailer. I brought this up at the beginning of the episode. And I know people are kind of jumping in, so I just wanted to like reiterate really quick. It's from Return of the Jedi, right when Luke or C-3PO and R2-D2 come into the palace, you see them kind of in the background. They're Mm. monks that thought that they didn't need their bodies anymore. So they put themselves into jars and then they put the jars on spider droids. And they were in uh, some of the Star Wars games and stuff and uh, helped Jabba do like terrible things like punish people by putting them in jars and making them spider droids. So like they're just like really crazy religious monks that believe they're bigger than just normal bodies beyond the body and that's why they do these like spider things they're they're so creepy and that was their home and jabba took it from them yes and he let them stick around because they were he liked how disgusting they looked and 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 that sort of thing so i mean they are creepy in return of the jedi when you see them and even i was like ah ah." yeah (laughs) yeah i mean I, i would be scared too if, if you saw a brain in a red jar being walked by a s- <laughs> giant spider behind you, I would be scared uh, too. So uh, C-3PO uh, gets a pass on that one for me. He gets scared about a lot of things that he shouldn't. That one, you you, you got the green light, pal. Do you guys um, want to jump into a couple super chats really quick till we go to sure. the next point? So first yeah, yeah. we have uh, Nathan Shank who said, I paid money for this to be here. <laughs> Thanks, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> uh for the super chat we really appreciate your Thanks, support buddy. we also yeah, have uh freezy 2324 thank you for the super chat who said we will we see exor of black sun in the mandoverse book of boba think rogue squadron takes place in mando timeline so that's size right i can't read i'm just gonna say i don't think so because i don't think they're gonna make that kind of legends expanded universe yeah lateral move um and I guess the follow-up is, do you think Rogue Squadron takes place in Mando? No, I think it takes place in sequel trilogy time because that's yeah. what they've advertised so far. And yeah, thank you. Hard. Yeah, thank you for the uh, super yeah. chat. Yeah, absolutely. That's Yeah, that's a hard time to pick out the Rogue Squadron thing. Um, as far as the talking about the legend stuff, I mean, they could they could bring back a Legends character and just kind of rewrite him or kind of replace him right. in a way. You know, yeah. when I say replace, I mean, they took Thrawn out of this and placed him over here. So they're replacing him. Or they take elements. They took something. elements from Revan to make Kylo Ren. Like there's things that they kind of pick from. Yeah, so. I wouldn't doubt though Black Sun though. That makes a lot of sense in a show like this. I wouldn't doubt to hear the name thrown around, see a couple symbols yeah. on people, representatives yeah. of them. So that's a yeah. little bit of uh, that coming into the show. Very likely. Crimson Dawn for sure, I think. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Um, so th- this is always a big topic of interest, it's like dating back to The Force Awakens when we saw the first trailer and we saw the first shot was sand and we're like, oh, Tatooine. And it wasn't. So this sunken city that looks like, I, I called it if Tatooine... Or no, if Coruscant and Jeddah had a baby, 
this would be what this looks like to me. Uh, I don't. I personally don't think this is Tatooine because if you keep adding really populated areas to Tatooine, it makes Luke Skywalker sound full of it when he said it's. <laughs> You know, if there's a bright center of the universe, you're on the rock that it's the farthest from. It's like, well, there's apparently a lot of people here. So what's going on? So my inkling is uh, taking a page out of James's typical book and that when you think it's something, it's not. So, James, I'm going to throw it to you and ask, like, are you with me on that or you think this is some place on Tatooine? Um, man, if I had to put money on it, I'd say you're right. But my understanding is generally uh if you want to be if you want to go on the journey that they they want to take you on then you assume this is Tatooine because everything they're showing you about this seems to be on Tatooine they want you right. to know that Boba Fett is there on in Jabba's palace which we all know is on this planet and every other scene in this is on this weird desert or brown looking planet you know sun looks hot basically um so i think the intention there is to say this is boba fett and the surrounding area so i assume that it's tatooine but i think you have good points and you're probably right if you don't know bet on it's not something we already have seen before yeah lacy tiebreaker on that one um it's hard to say because you know when we saw the trailers for Rise of Skywalker, we were like, oh, we're back on Jakku. And it wasn't. It was Basana. And we were like, another desert oh, planet? Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I'm going to go with Tatooine for now because I feel like he won't leave the planet because he's set up shop in Jabba's palace. But I mm-hmm. could be wrong. All right. Interesting. I wouldn't mind. I like. I, I don't mind exploring other areas of Tatooine. It also, it's, a, it's a planet. You know, yeah, it also place. could be an expanded more grown area from when we see luke because it's later so it could be more populated than it was originally that's a good point they may have that's building a city quick it's star wars john yeah that's true (laughs) well that's 20 that's 25 25 years or no probably more than that right after what Oh, wait, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's like five years I'm later, th- man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was thinking Revenge of the Sith because that's when Luke was no. born. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. obviously. Um, how fast did uh, Dubai get built up? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? That's true. <laughs> you must have found some oil on Tatooine. Right, right. No, but yeah, I, I, you know, and there's also one thing they didn't uh, bring up, which I for, almost forgot for a little while, is that there are going to be flashbacks in this show. I don't think anything we saw was a flashback. I know people are really harping on how much better he looks. He doesn't look as sickly as he did when he was dressed in, he made his first appearance in the Mandalorian mm-hmm. chapter or yeah, Mandalorian chapter nine, where he looks very pale with the scars. Mm-hmm. I think he just got out in that sun, that double sun, got a little tan and he backed it. He probably bathed in a back to tank or something and, and, and got a got skincare himself- regimen. Yeah, yeah, yes. Or you know, for, force healing is a thing now. Maybe like before Grogu left, he like touched his forehead and healed up some scars for him. <laughs> Who the heck Maybe. knows? But he he does look better and and good because uh, he need, he needs to beat some people up in this show. We don't need a sickly man, to, uh, Boba Fett. So, um, uh, I've got one for you guys. Yeah, that even even me and Lacey debated privately when the trailer dropped. 
the, did. Who's the I? Who's the Ithorian? Oh, people were saying that it, they were hoping it was Doc, Doc Ondor, Ondor from mm. yeah, and, and Galaxy's Edge. You pointed it out, and I said no. I don't think so. I said people were saying it was. No, no, no. I know, and I, I'm, but I'm saying you, you pointed it out, and yep. I said, I, I think no. Um, there's I don't another think it is. character in this too. There's another one that you guys have probably seen that we'll probably need to debate too. But the reason I don't think it's Doc Ondor is because at this point, he's probably the most prominent <laughs> Ithorian. So right. that's why people are probably going to him and he's in the Disney regime and it's a way to connect, you know, the marketing or whatever. But I'm also right. like, but he's one person. So <laughs> any other Ithorian out there it is probably somebody different. But the, the biggest reason was for me too, right? Um, I don't know. Uh, but the biggest reason to me was that it seems like he is that they imply by the dialogue over when they show him is that you sit on the throne of your former employer, right? That he is, this is a ruler, this is a king, or this is a governor of some sort. And I'm like, that is not Doc Ondor's character. He's very away from that. And he's like a collector and he just does his mm -hmm. own thing. I can't imagine seeing him rule anything other than his own shop or his employees you know right his focus is on just getting stuff not mm -hmm. ruling people yeah yeah and i it, think we're it, not trusting disney enough to not put a commercial like as a as the forefront <laughs> you know yeah yeah well it's it's also the familiarity brain where you know if you saw a rodian <laughs> you, in 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 a, some particular time frame you'd say like oh that's greedo or whatever yeah or some people probably think that's just called a greedo you know so i think that's part of it but like when i was listening to him talk i um it, it reminded me of like the godfather part two like when hyman roth is like sizing up michael corleone who just took over for his father and he's like you sit on the throne of your former boss i think these people like the one of the themes of this trailer i'm getting is that people are sort of questioning like does this guy have the metal to to be this? And it's just like, he's going to have to prove people wrong. And on the flip side, he's kind of going like under the radar a little bit with this right. whole, uh, I'm going to be respectful and stuff like that. And then like, there's going to be one of these chapters in this show where he's just going to go off. And I don't know if it's the, you know, the one in the street where he's like banging on that guy's head. Like we saw from the Mandalorian with uh, like you were saying, Lacey with him cracking skulls, but mm -hmm. they and, you know, based on, you know, one of the things that we reported on Star Wars Newsnet, like there's going to be some wild stuff going on from Boba Fett in this show. Um, and, and, and I'm curious if it's going to be one of those like a switch goes off and then like something happens. But to me, this sounded like this guy was trying to size him up a little bit. And uh, I, I agree. I, I think it's just a new character of that species. Mm -hmm. I don't know. James, yeah. what was the other one? You the said there was page? another one. Um, so it's sitting at the table. Uh, a lot of people have pointed out that one of the, um, um, shoot. Now I can't think of the, the species. You'll Trandosian. know it. It's boss. Trandosian. Yeah. Is Sid from the bad batch. Um, and I saw one of the comments that you popped up here. Lacey also yep. said, is that an older boss yeah, sitting older at boss. the table? I hadn't heard that, but I mean, theoretically, <laughs> That'd be cool. maybe, I don't know. I, I, that hadn't occurred to me, but when I saw these uh, Trandoshan characters, I just considered them all 
other new characters. And then I started seeing the speculation pop up online, mainly Sid. Uh, I don't, again, I don't think it's Sid. Um, it is interesting that, as Star Wars fans, we're always so quick to be, where can we figure out a side character is in this? Like, where's yeah. the mm-hmm. connection? And I, yeah. I love that for us, that we are constantly like, That's... who's Ray's mom? Yeah. <laughs> Before Ray's mom was announced. Well, it's, yeah. it's also we like look at the list of possibilities. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we forget that the list of possibilities is an endless galaxy of people that are around set age, but we right. only have the list of, you know, <laughs> 50 characters that were like, it's got to be one of these 50. <laughs> yeah. If it's not one of these 50. There's no story. What are they doing? Nothing's connected. Right. It's a mess. And it's like, I don't know. Well, and Dave Filoni is guilty of, bringing characters back around and, and figuring out how they can be part of the story in the clone wars, especially like, for example, like Boba Fett and Fennec Shan don't need Gamorrean guards. Let's be completely honest. They just, they do not need those, but they're here because aesthetically it reminds us of that era. And it reminds us of return of the Jedi and they're cool. You know, like that. And sometimes that's all you need is something to be cool and be like, that works. Let me see a couple of those guys again, you know, and there they are, like, behind him in that one scene where he has two guards draw on him. And then he's at the table, and they're on his left and right, just standing guard. And they're a little skinnier, like, too. Like the wrestling ones in, in Mando, yeah. But, yeah. like, there's never going to be – there's not going to be any point in this scene, and we know this already, where something's going to go down, and Boba Fett's going to go running behind those two guys. That's just not going to happen. So there's just no need for it to have them at all. But I like it. It's just cool that they're there. And it kind of ties into what you were saying, Lacey, about how, you know, we like that familiarity. And, and like, there are certain things that, you know, we look for that who could be this, who could be that. But also just seeing a familiar thing is um, it's cool. So Absolutely. are Gamorrean guards cute? Um, yeah, like in an no. ugly. They remind me of like an American bulldog kind of look. Like Shut it's up. So ugly. You're an idiot. You're, you're an idiot. <laughs> I'm going to go to a super chat. David, happy birthday. It's David's hey! birthday. He white said, bread spice runner white bread made it what's up y'all happy I birthday was... thanks for the super wow. chat <laughs> yeah happy birthday buddy that's that's awesome so good to see you man um you jerk it's good to yeah. yeah no they're not cute well so let's talk about it when she says if you had spoken with insolence that way to java he would have fed you to his menagerie right which means java had a multitude of these animals and i'm assuming and people he had, knew about it he that he had more than one rancor because again like i said before we only saw a very small part of jabba's palace in return of the jedi that big room where they had the entertainment and the, the little like, grate that went down to the pits below and then a couple of like the little caverns the little prison area it's a huge place it's a palace there's got to be other underground places where he kept more creatures and you know, I'm not going to get too into details here, but you know, based on things that we had put out, I I think Jabba had a bunch of these things, and only one of them got taken out by Luke Skywalker, and there's still more there. And Boba Fett's like, "These are mine now. I own these." I think he <laughs> had multiple creatures, not just rancors or whatever. Rank- yeah, I I agree, but I I I just think like Boba Fett. I'm taking over this palace. I'm taking over everything that was here. So anything that stayed behind and is still here, mine. And that includes giant beasts 
that can mess stuff up. Ian makes like a great that, point. Raptors. Raptors. You could, yeah. <laughs> or you, you could at least, you could be like, what's in the basement? You know, uh, something. Raptors. Couple of rancors. You know what I mean? Like you right. could throw in Raptors really easy, and everybody who's seen Force Awakens is going to be like, oh, oh, he's got those things, you know? <laughs> Boba Fett. That's nuts. Yeah. Boba Fett puts out um, an ad for, for shirtless, fat white guys. He's like, I need a couple of keepers. Take care of my rankers. <laughs> Michelle makes a great point. No more boar gullets, though. Please, no. I hate boar gullet. Like, there is nothing I hate more in Star Wars than boar gullet, and obviously the helicopter shot in The Force Awakens. But boar gullet is the worst. I hate it. Boar gullet uh, and the helicopter shot from The Force Awakens. All right. Matt brought that up the other day. We were watching something and they had some ridiculous shot. And he goes, this shot's like the stupid Luke Skywalker shot in The Force Awakens. And I was like, thank you. This is so <laughs> unnecessary. I felt validated. Nice. Anyway. Nice. Um, um, yeah. I think yeah what else? What else? Creatures down there. For sure. What, well, what, RMD I mean, Collective said, I wonder if the Rancor is from Bad Batch. If there is a rancor, it, yeah. If there is, totally, they yeah. could do that if they wanted to. If they wanted to, you know, name it the same one or or something like that. Which, you know, yeah, mushy, whatever it is, mushy, 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 mushy. I think. And Aleo says, "I feel you can't have a show set in Jabba's palace and not have some sort of big monster alien." I agree. You can't. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't have this big place that you know for having terrible things in it without having those said terrible things <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna use like they're gonna try to set new ground and break new ground with this show but i feel like they're gonna use Jabba's palace for a lot of the hey let's throw some easter eggs at you type stuff oh and, yeah and and feloni favreau and robert rodriguez love that stuff they're all yeah. about it they want to yeah. yes absolutely open up the so, play set <laughs> so speaking of, okay so mandalorian season two uh opened with you know they had their big like imax shot and it was like all their visual effects budget basically in that first episode if the if these scenes are from the first episode i mean what is the big what is the big thing like is this him coming in for the episode and saying hey i want to rule this area and they're like no we're not having it and then I, I don't know if you want to bring it up, John, but like, you know, your exclusive report with Star Wars Newsnet, like that scene happens. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't I don't know if I want to, you know, get into spoilers. Some people here may yeah, yeah. not want to, but, um, but I mean, that, you know, if, yeah, it's going to get it's going to get wild. It's going to be. Yeah. So ridiculous. there's got to be something here uh, in that first episode. That's going to be the the big like catch a moment. Yeah, you want to watch the whole rest of it, but it seems like we're if we're saying these shots are from the first episode, it seems like a lot of talking, and like yeah. maybe one scene with Boba Fett like hitting someone over the head. But I, you know, I just saw Dan- action here. So um, Lacey just put up a comment by Danny saying, "This is the Sarlacc pit still there?" Um, I mean, the the pit's probably still there. Who knows that he may have, he probably killed the the creature or whatever that resided in it in the pit of Carcoon, but. That's that reminds me of, you know, they, they said there's going to be flashbacks, but, you know, between Empire and Jedi here. I don't need to see how Boba got out. Like, don't spend too much time on that. I don't like he got out. Uh, and that maybe that's just me. Maybe maybe people like need that for like, 
a weird closure of how did he Christian get out? makes but... a good point. He said, have we talked about the Tuscan uh, raiders walking that most likely helped save Boba? That shot of them walking through the desert, he's saying that maybe they're the ones that helped him get out. That, that could be, or because he lived with them and yeah. he, they, they're just friends of his and allies of his now as he's trying to take over Tatooine, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and we, you know, we saw... Din Djarin speak with them and learn how to speak their language. He must have too in order for him to have peacefully lived with them. Mm-hmm. But that's that a good point. That's a good point. Them? Or that he just has their weapon, like in the sense that like in in the desert, these guys have already figured out that the best weapon to have is this one. So I'm going to kill a couple. But of these he guys had he... the outfit, right? And it it yeah. had been five years since he was in the pit. And he had the, the stick, the cane stick that they had. Yeah. No, I know, so but he... I'm saying... He could have forcefully taken the stick and also just had a stick. True, but you, but the impression is that he's been peaceful with the Tuscan Raiders. Is the that's I, that's just my there. speculation. I because you know, mm-hmm. he had the whole outfit and everything, and I just figured he was living among them. But I, again, Christian makes but a great they, point. Maybe they say maybe they're the ones who saved him. You know, I don't know. Uh huh. They, they do seem almost out of place in the trailer in the sense that everything it, right. Seems like it's, it's so random. Everything seems like it's taking place in these cities and, then, and stuff, and then all of a sudden, it looks show like up the like, what are they going to yeah, do? What? How are right. they going to be a factor here? Yeah, and yeah. it looks like the slow, like Jerry Bruckheimer, like five standing next to each other, slow yeah, walk, with coming over the hill. sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, coming over the hill. <laughs> the power <laughs> like shot the, uh, of the Tuscan Raiders. Speaking the of Tuscan other creatures. Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of other creatures, Nick Kratz. What up, Nick? Thanks for the hey, super Nick. chat. Asks, do you think we'll see more huts? like in the Clone Wars. And I think that's an obvious question because he's living in Jabba's old house. Do you think we're going to see more huts? Oh, man. I hope not, just because I don't like how they... I don't like how they did the whole English-speaking hut stuff in the Clone Wars. That's a good point. The only way I want to see them is if they're puppets. If they're not puppets, I don't want... I know, but do you want to see like a puppet hut like slithering in and being like, hey, what are you doing here? My uncle no, lives I here. Want them to sp- <laughs> I think that's, we've talked about this a lot on just normal episodes of TRB, not even like live episodes, but like more alien languages in Star Wars, please. Yeah. Like people have proven via things like Squid Game that they will read subtitles. So can yeah. we have more alien languages. Not everybody speaks basic. And also how Jabba sounded was really cool. Right. And we know from our conversations with people at Lucasfilm from uh, The Rise of Skywalker that they changed creatures language to English from like cool alien languages. I just yeah. Yeah, I really want more alien languages, because if you're looking at the galaxy as a whole, like not everyone's going to speak basic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So thanks, Nick. I wonder if I wonder if, you know, if I want to know if the people in the chat think we're going to see more huts, too, because. I just don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I don't know. Um, oh yeah, gosh, I would definitely love to see some pod back. racing. <laughs> yeah, um, Star Wars Toy Story you, says, "Can we get some pod racing?" I agree. Do you think that there's a chance? Um, now, I don't really, off the top of my head, I don't particularly remember. But were there a lot of subtitles in the Clone Wars animated series? Because, like, was part of the reason George Lucas wanted the Huts to speak English was because. More so than Star Wars is for, for kids. kids. Come yeah. on, this show is literally like I'm really trying to make it for kids here. Yeah, uh, and yeah, maybe yeah, not all of that's... them can read, so we'll make Zero the Hut be an English speaking 
uh, <laughs> hut here. Headline, so they can just... George Lucas prevents reading. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. But, uh, but no, I mean, I, I think that might be where it's coming from. And I think that if, if that was the case, then that's fine. That was created. That's canon. But I would imagine that John Favreau, Dave Filoni and stuff would recognize that the fan base that they're trying to appeal to is the Jabba side of the yeah. huts, the yeah. Hutties speaking uh, creepy kind of thing. Yeah, it's who, yeah, who knows? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I think we are going to get a lot of cameos and stuff in this in this series. And I I think it's one of those things like Boba Fett has had decades of doing a lot of dirty deeds and that stuff comes around to get you and look at Han Solo by the end he was literally cornered by two different gangs because he had done this for so long you have no one left to swindle Mm -hmm. yeah Boba Fett same thing bounty hunting for decades he's probably pissed off a lot of people and that's going to come home to roost and I think we're going to see like I would be shocked like I'd be shocked honestly if we didn't get Cad Bane in this series Literally, I'd be shocked if we didn't see that. Like, I think that's a really? pretty obvious. Yeah, that's that's a pretty like a like, final showdown, like a one-on-one final showdown. He kills Cad Bane or whatever. We see the hat fall mm-hmm. on the ground, fade out. It's voiced by Corey Burton. They go all in. They do the whole thing. And but another one, like a bold. I don't know about a bold prediction, but I kind of got down a rabbit hole when I was looking at this, and in that shot of Jennifer Beals, uh who doesn't age by the way she's like 58. she looks beautiful yeah she's, she looks great she's playing a, a twi'lek she looks fantastic and the very corner of one of those shots i the people are gonna be like there's no way are you gonna it say looked, obi-wan kenobi no say no. obi-wan i'm very <laughs> no, in the someone said that and i was like no no way. on the very bottom corner there's a guy who kind of looks like he's like yeah. a pilot but next to him is a potato sack head and it looks like oshi of bastoon Really, I noticed Kabe, the uh, little like bat creature that's gray now. That I was like, is that the same creature oh, from? That would Hope? be uh, that would be amazing. That, that reaches up to cool. get the drink. Yeah, yeah, I saw that in the background, and I was like, oh, is that Kabe? So, my John, my thought what? is, be- <laughs> you talking to me? Yeah, I. You just said this guy looks like Ochi, and I'm like, am I? I don't know what I'm looking at here. Next to the guy, I know. Next to the guy, the guy in the yellow scarf. Yeah, next to him. It it just looks like a bald head and a really big ear with like a. No, dude, you gotta look closer because because it has the big black eyes and a potato sack head. I going back to Jennifer Beals just because Sarah asked a really good question, which is who is she playing? I I got a vibe from this, and this is from my own experience of watching shows like Westworld, that she might be like a madam or a, some type of leader of a group of Twi'leks that do underground crime stuff or have clients or something. That's what I got from it because she's very like, she has like all this jewelry and she looks obviously important. Um and I know in Westerns, they usually have that kind of character. And I'm, I'm drawing back to Westworld with yeah. uh, Thandie Newton's character, who's not Thandie right. Newton anymore. Thandaway. Thandaway Newton. Um, so, so hear me out. And this is crazy. I understand. But mm-hmm. in the comics they just did, 
they brought back Ochia Bastoon and had him sort of end up befriending Kira. And he like frees her from a cell and then he winds up like, you know, aligning with her and being like a supporter of Crimson Dawn and stuff. And this, you know, Boba Fett's involved in that whole War of the Bounty Hunters thing. If they're trying to bring in Crimson Dawn and they also at the same time have interest in building upon things that we learned like the rise of Skywalker and stuff. What if that is like Ochi of Bastoon and that's a like the way you tie in these eras and get Crimson Dawn into this. And maybe we do see like an aged up Amelia Clark show up and she is the Kira from the comics. Who's a little more ruthless and more cutthroat. And like, cause James, you, you brought up syndicates before. Uh, I think this is just gonna be one of those things where you're gonna have all these different people involved who are out to get Boba Fett. And it's just like, that's what happens when you're like top dog. Everyone wants to take you down. And I, it just seems like these are the seeds they're planting in this trailer in a, in a, in a subtle way. Now, Look, I'm pointing out a guy in a very corner of the uh, photo here. And we do that all the time with these trailers. All of us fans do that. We're all guilty of that. And it's a wild speculation. To me, it looks a little bit like him. But because they just brought him back in the comics, I'm like, that's kind of familiar. So I don't know. Is that nuts? Maybe it is. Maybe it's crazy. I don't know. I was too distracted by Kabe. I was like, it's Kabe. <laughs> so I, don't, I, don't, I didn't notice anything else. I feel dumb. Uh, I mean, it's totally possible. I, I think... This goes back to what we were saying earlier. It's like, how deep do they want to go with these connections? What kind of Easter eggs do they want to leave for people? I think they're being pretty straightforward with a lot of stuff right now, especially in this trailer. Yeah. But it'll be yeah. interesting to see who falls into this kind of underworld storyline. I don't think you're wrong, John, other than I, I it, looking at from what I'm seeing or the angle I'm seeing, it kind of reminds me of the like, uh, creature that was in the tube in Mandalorian season two and everybody's like, is it Snoke? And I'm like, what are, what are we looking at? I can't, I can't, I can't see what you're you seeing. Yeah. I mm. like, I, I don't see Ochi here, but you, your reasoning is right. Other than I, if, if I had to guess, I would think that season one is about him rising to the top and not, he's now at the top and everybody's trying to take him out. I think it's this this season or this uh, catalog of episodes is going to be about him making his way to the top and proving that he can be the leader sure. that rules with respect and you know whatnot. Because uh, he's it, 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 the trailer seems to make it seem like he's on the ground floor and he's just right, started. Right. But people in the galaxy know who he is. It's like anyone no, who he did a job against or didn't, you know, took payment and ran or or whatever. That stuff builds up over the years, like I said, with Han Solo. So I think there's going to be people who hear where he is and try to get him. And I think that might be a part of the show. And that's how you get some of these old cameos back. Cad Bane, maybe Akira, a Bosk, like all these people you can mm -hmm. bring them kind of in. And doesn't that kind of play with the theme of like Robert Rodriguez talking about his episode with where Boba Fett's kicking everyone's ass and he's like, I just went in the backyard with my son and we took out action figures and that's how we made up, made this scene. Like, and that's the right. theme Favreau was saying is like, Oh, that vehicle that carried all the action figures in, I'm going to make that a thing now. And it's like, mm -hmm. these guys are bringing it back to the basics in a way they are telling a great story because they're great. John Favreau writes amazing stories, but it's taking out your toys, living out their childhood. Fun, yeah. 
playing with your toys and making because when you're a kid you make up all these stories and stuff and that's a little bit of what i think they're doing here we're going to see all these characters kind of come back maybe from his past and maybe that's why the flashbacks are a thing too like here's what he did to this person that's why they're coming to get him or whatever I yeah don't know. speaking of han solo we do have a super chat from frank Hey, Frank, hmm, Frank. How are you doing? he said, do you think Boba will talk about Han Solo at all? Do you think he even knows it was him who knocked him into the pit since his back <sighs> <Yeah>. was turned? <laughs> Imagine if that's that gets brought up and he's Boba like, I Frank. know it was him. <laughs> so what do you guys think, think, James? I think just a hair over to wink at the camera. Mm. like they're mm -hmm. obvious. I think it would it would make sense if they're like ever since I escaped the Sarlacc pit. And you're like, oh, I remember that. I see what I see how that was like a big moment yeah. in his life. But I think if they were like, ever since that Han Solo knocked me into the Starlet, <laughs> I'm like, now you're getting a little too aware the nose, of yourself yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> Frank, thank you That's, so much I for agree. the super chat. <laughs> I agree. Can we go? Can we go back to Jennifer Beals really quick? Because yes, I, you you I want to agree with you, Lacey, that you, what you said earlier about her is the same vibe. But I was trying to think of a character in Star Wars that was very similar, mm -hmm. um, and I came up with Oga from Oga's Cantina because everybody knows Oga rules this town, or right? Maz maybe. No, because Maz is kind of the the. The owner, the ruler, oh, the, got the it. specialized okay. person within her place. Got it, got it. But Olga is is who you see and who you talk to to make things happen in this town. But Olga right. is by by far not the ruler or the queen or the governor or anything like that. She's like the go-to person that is uh, the head of her establishment. But when you want things done, you got to go talk to this person. Right. And this person doesn't wear a crown or anything like that. Just everybody knows what's up. But and she's I, that's the vibe I get. Willing to do whatever. That, yeah. That's the vibe that I get from this person. Somebody's coming to be like, uh, "Here's what I learned about said things that are happening around area." You know, and yeah, she's taking yeah. in that information while also figuring out what's going on and, and looking around the room. She seems to be in control of this establishment and probably a lot of the business that happens around the establishment. But in no way do I think this is a queen or the owner right. of the bar, whatever. Mm -hmm. She's just this character who is the head wrapped of, up in the situation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Of this area underground business or something. Yeah, yeah. I agree. David has a good question. Y'all maybe talked about it which I love how he says y'all y'all talk about it, but do you think Bosk will be a thorn in Boba's side? So let's get into that. Do you guys think we're going to see a ton of bounty hunters in here? Are we going to see a couple? Are we going to see certain ones? What, what are we talking here? Are we going to see Dengar? Dengar. <laughs> James, are we going to see him? You think? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> um, you mean this guy? <laughs> it took took me a second to realize what was going on and to click I knew there. Rothgar, Dang, and Dangar. Um, poor guy. No, it it is a good question though because I will I will tell you one thing is kind of the the idea that I had for this show is is a little flipped on its head when I saw the trailer. Um, yeah. My concept for the show has always been the book is a literal book of names. And he's going to be like, 
you're off like the, the list. Blacklist. Kill this guy, kill this guy. And he's going around and doing all this Billy stuff. Billy Madison. And I don't necessarily know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't necessarily know that that <laughs> is still the show. It seems to me that he's wanting to set up shop and do business. Maybe he's wanting to hire people under him. And there's a potential that some of those people would be uh, a Bosque or a Dengar or something. And they'd be like, I'm not working for you, Boba. And he would, you know, do something. And then they'd be like, yes, Lord, you know, kind of thing. And yeah. then now all of a sudden he has, he's shown that he is the superior in this situation and that they're not equal. Like we usually put in our heads, even though Boba Fett was the one that did in fact capture solo. Yeah. yeah so he's the superior. Right, I right. get it. But it's a, it's a reminder of, remember, Empire Strikes Back, where all these bounty hunters were equal and Boba Fett w- ended up being superior. Yeah. I could see some of these characters coming in and uh, thinking of themselves as peers and Boba making it very clear that they're not and that he's over them. And then they become a regular, uh, I, I guess, under Fennec. I, she, she seems to be the sidekick, you know, so I, I don't yeah. know that he's going to have... It's... But he could... It could have some of these characters be uh, gophers in a sense. You know, Bosk shows up. They do the whole thing that I just described. And then he says, go get me this. And then later, like three episodes later, Bosk returns with said person, you know, and it's more of a cameo thing that moves the story along while still being wink and still being very cool. And we want to well, see it. Yeah. I mean, you're like Boba Fett's been around for so long and fans have been wanting him to be alive again and for so long and now he's getting his own show they're 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 gonna kitchen sink this thing and everything that could be involved around this guy is gonna be in this show especially with the amount of hours you have to fill for a show like this you know you don't forget like a star wars movie two hours this show is gonna be like four hours plus worth of content right there's plenty of room to work with here and we're gonna see Oh, I think we're gonna see a lot of these people come rolling back around. Whether it's like, let me try to work with you, buddy. Like they're on they're on hard times and they need a job, or you know, you screwed me here, Fed. I'm gonna get you or whatever. I think there's gonna be a lot of that cowboy stuff. Mm-hmm. I agree. Do you guys want to get into some questions? Sure. Awesome. So first, we have a super chat from Ryan. Hey, Ryan, how's it going? Good to see you. Uh, thanks for the super chat he asks i want to know what's his beef with bib fortuna he blew him away without a word and wasn't bib on the barge when it blew up john you want to take this um i don't know that he was on the barge i could be wrong but i think bib was just in the way i think it was just one of those things that like you're just in my way i don't think that was a vendetta thing i think that was just showing like boba fett doesn't care and he's just like i'm taking over whoever was in that chair was getting greased didn't matter and right. just that was it yeah i mean I, it's that I, it's that it's that cutthroat element you know boba fett was in the mandalorian's limousine driver in season two and that bothered me a little bit and i don't like boba fett being a good guy um i know there's gonna be an arc here where he's probably gonna have a, a conscience and stuff like that but i like boba fett doing bad things for and sometimes for no reason whatsoever so yeah I, me I, too i'm down with that um I was going to say that, well, first of all, I was pulling up Return of the Jedi to see if, you know, it actually shows him like on the barge or, you know, how long before the barge blows up, like he might have ran away. He runs away. Yeah, he runs away before uh, 
lay a like a tax java. He, he just he jumps overboard. He's like, I'm out. Yeah. The other the other thing I was gonna say too is like what's his beef with Bib? Um, I kind of got the impression, and this is maybe a weird comparison, but like if if Jabba was Snoke, Boba Fett is Kylo Ren, and Bib Fortuna was Hux. Mm-hmm. Like there was this kind of they were both like the top, but like one was very clearly like whisper in his ear and very snivelly, like you know, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Mm. And Boba Fett, I mean, that's like if Kylo Ren gets an opportunity to walk in and Hux, like, and it kind of happens in Last Jedi, Hux assumes he's got the throne. You know, it's like, no, you don't. I'm the guy and I I rule differently, you know? Right, right. Kind of thing. So I just got the impression that he always never really got along with Bib, but he had to respect that authority because Jabba allowed him to be who he was and employed him under that mark, but they both, like, would would do things differently if it wasn't for technically their boss. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So he, he just took this dude out. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, next, we have Semperfy Danny. Hey, Danny, thanks for the super chat. She asks, which of these characters are book it's, as John would say, uh, for appearing? Omega, the Bad Batch, Rex, Cad Bane, Hondo, Maz, Kira, Han Solo, and Chewie, Luke. Now, I know All Danny brought up... Book it! <laughs> Danny brought up actually earlier in the show, uh, in the chat, that she had noticed that, I guess, the stunt doubles for... Um, what's her character lady loki character from i think sophia uh-huh. is the actress's name from loki are also listed on this so she was like could it be omega could omega show up um so james do you want to start like any of these people do you think are going to show up or i think you know what i i i speculated pretty heavily that Omega could be part of this considering they did the whole, they, they made it very clear in bad batch that Omega is Boba Fett's sister. And that's nuts. I mean, you're going to say after all these years that Boba Fett has a sister and then like a few months before you release the first official Boba Fett television show and not Mm -hmm. somehow bring that in. But none of this trailer implies that other than, her unfortunately being part of the motivation in the sense that they could be like, you know, Boba Fett's making his way up. And then somebody comes in and be like, you know, I got a gun to this person. Do you know who it is? This is your sister kind of thing. But I'm like, I don't know what, like, I don't know. It just doesn't, I'm trying to figure out how Omega would fit into the story that they're trying to tell, which is Boba Fett becoming the leader and becoming the new ruler of this area, taking over Jabba's position and filling that void in the black market. What, where does Omega fit in there? And I I don't know if they're prepared to tell that right now. Um, uh, So the same with the bad batch. I don't think they would be around. Uh, I, Rex, same Uh, Cad Bane. John seems to think that's a book it. I don't know. Hondo, no, Maz, no. I think they're going to hold on to Maz for something else. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. For earlier. Um, John, I think Kira Kira. possible. I would love to see Han Solo, but I don't know how that would be done. Because it just doesn't work because Harrison Ford is Han Solo at this point. They'd have to to do the de-aged thing and. I mean, I think people probably looking at what they did in Mandalorian and saying, well, how could you bring Luke back? Well, they did it, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, you could do Chewie from like in the back of a scene or something. mm Mm-hmm. 
But I I tend to think that if there's anybody on this list that is the most likely, you're probably right, John, Cad Bane. And then after that, maybe Kira. But I think Kira starts to get into more like, now you're bringing in movie character. You're bringing movie characters down to television and, instead of moving as animated character up to television. So right. Luke, that Luke Skywalker. No I, no, I understand. it. It's possible that it can happen. But I'm saying I think that uh, it's more likely that an animated character would move up than it would be a movie character move down. James, right? are you trying to say that Kira is a bigger character than Luke Skywalker? Because I'll tweet that out right now. <laughs> we'll get all those people on you. I don't know what you're trying to accomplish. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to go. I, I'm going. Cad I said those are my two most likely. No, I know. I'm kidding, man. Uh, I'm going Kira and uh, um, well, Cad Bane, um, bo- the book it. Kira, uh, I think, but I'm not ready to book it. Awesome. So let's go to their, our next on question. The, it is on the thing. I don't know. Well, when Lacey, he, what like, do you think? Away. Well, I've been chiming in here and there. I think, uh, I think Cad Bane is a pretty obvious one that, like, if he showed up, you'd be like, yep that makes sense just kind of like Cobb Vanth was a surprise but at the same time he wasn't because we were kind of being like oh this would make sense if this faces aren't aren't gonna melt if Cad Bane shows up in my yeah I think if Omega shows up that would be so cool for Bad Batch slash animation fans that really love that character she has just created such an audience for her so um and like which one would be a bigger deal and James said it perfectly like how are you gonna have a Boba Fett show and not bring in the sister of said character that was like a big reveal on the Bad Batch um a few yeah. months ago yeah. yeah 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 so our next question is a super chat from Joseph hi Joseph thank you so much for the super chat thanks he man said, what Jedi Sith other force wielder do y'all think is most likely to show up in the series thanks for all that you do oh thanks Joseph we appreciate wow. that so much I don't know if they're going to go the Jedi route with this only because it seems to me kind of like, but I'm already conflicting myself in my own head because I was like, well, the Mandalorian, but then they totally went that route with Grogu. Um, I don't know if they're going to go that with this. They might mention Jedi or mention Luke Skywalker. I don't know if Jedi are going to get involved though, because this seems underground. This seems kind of like dark world, like seedy, crime organizations and i don't think the jedi want to be aka luke and other things like that. i don't think they want to be involved in this stuff because they're still trying to establish the galaxy right now right like are, they're trying to get everything back to yeah what it was so um i i personally don't think they're going to bring in a ton of jedi they might mention them but i couldn't see them being in this i i'm in a that bold mode like i said uh-huh. on Monday's, like i said on monday's episode maybe give me grogu in the book of boba fett yeah you had said that i think that's a little crazy because then that means luke (laughs) is there right so you're having luke appear to boba with grogu unless grogu's like hey dude i'm taking your t16 i'm hopping over to java's palace to see what all that story told me how crazy it was i'm gonna check it out for myself he still doesn't talk yet so Damn. I don't know where he's well, jumping he t- in a ship and, and going on his own adventures. <laughs> I don't know. I to to me, Book of Boba Fett reads 
Hey, we wanted to tell you a, wor- a story about, you know, a bounty hunter character in a seedy underworld. And that was the Mandalorian. But we admit, we'll even admit to to everyone here, we got a little bit too forcey with it. You know? Yeah. That they did the Grogu and the Luke and, and all that. And the big force connections and stuff with uh, Baby, Baby Yoda being able to, like, stop the mud horn and all that. So I think what they were trying to say is... That's why we're going to do Book of Boba Fett is it's going to be it's going to be even more grounded in just that type of story. The underground, there's no force here. It's just that world altogether. But but launching off with Mandalorian and their whole thing, I think they kind of had to appeal to a lot of different crowds. So they wanted to do underworld and force, you know, both. Um, but Boba Fett, I think, is going to appeal to a different crowd. I did click through. Bib Fortuna is on the barge, but after uh, after Leia starts killing Jabba, it's like it pretty much feels like abandoned. Everybody's like trying to run and escape yeah, and get off of that thing because yeah. Luke's killing everybody. Literally. I think there's plenty of time that he could have gotten off. Even Hooks is gone. Look at that guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so. Uh, I don't know if there are any more questions, but um, in terms of we're going to wrap up soon, but in terms of how this trailer left you, did it uh, obviously, James, you said it kind of changed how you thought about the how the series was going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, Lacey, did this did this trailer sort of change your initial early speculation on it or change how your thoughts about it, your feelings about the show. Did it amp you up more? Did it, did it not do enough for you? Cause a lot of people said they didn't love the trailer. They said it was a little too, you know, subdued and stuff like that. And some of the shots felt a little uh, like USA television, but you know, I, I think most people overall enjoyed it, but what, you know, overall, what's your take coming out of this trailer now that you've watched it a bunch of times and that we've talked about it. Uh, where does, where does this stand with you before, uh, compared to pre-watching it, Lacey. I am excited for the show. I think I'm going in with lower expectations than other shows only because I wasn't the big, b- biggest Boba Fett fan going into The Mandalorian or, you know, in Star Wars in general, I always thought like with, uh, what am I thinking? Return of the Jedi, like how he dies like a chump's death. Like I, I didn't think he was that cool growing up. So uh, it took... Robert Rodriguez to really turn me into like, oh, this guy is really badass. He could do really cool stuff. He's got the coolest ship, which we finally got to see the inside of in The Mandalorian with the seismic charges, that callback to the prequels. There's a lot there that you were like, oh, this is really awesome. And I know, John, you say Fett Demption, but that's totally where it sits with me is that he's cooler now than he was. So that being said, going into this trailer, I wasn't expecting anything because I haven't had that connection to Boba Fett that a lot of fans have had. And I understand that to an extent of, you know, if they did a Luke Skywalker show, I would be picking it apart (laughs) about everything about Luke Skywalker and like, what does it mean? What this shot means and what he said here. But I don't have that connection with this character. So it's kind of just like all bonus for me. Um, Mm -hmm. I think... Going to the series, I I want him to be the bad guy. I don't want the bad guy turned good. I feel like we've seen that enough in Star Wars, but also in just general pop culture media. Like, we always have the guy that's like, oh, he's really a good person. Like, no, I just want him to be a bad person for once. Like, just do bad (laughs) stuff. Um, 
but I still think that that's going to happen. I think they're kind of throwing you off a little bit with the, oh, he's he's respecting people and he's not going to do bad stuff. And I'm like, right. nah, yep. <laughs> we're just starting. And I think you get a glimpse of that when he's like stabbing people. Uh, but I'm pumped. I'm so excited for Ming-Na Wen. She's like the best. And she was so pumped. And I was like one of the only people that said that she wasn't dead. So like, I'm very proud. It's like my one moment in Star Wars where I got something right. So I'm going to stick by it that she didn't die in the Mandalorian. Uh, everything else. Yeah, you kept saying, we didn't see her dead. We didn't see her face. So she's not dead. She's away <laughs> yeah. from the camera. It wasn't Everyone the was Snoke like. like and you guys were just like, no, she's <laughs> totally dead. And I was like, for once. Did I say that? Come on. You both did. You both said she I did. Definitely did. She didn't move for hours. <laughs> That's it was like nighttime, and she literally, like, her body lazy. had not moved. <laughs> she's in a desert. That's what you said, James. You're like, she's in a desert. She's dead. Um, but yeah, no. Normally, I get stuff wrong. So for once, I'm like, yeah. Uh, other than that, I'm just super pumped. Uh, thank you guys for watching. By the way, um, oh yeah, I time. do have one more question if we want to answer it. Sure. Yeah. I still want to so get James' this... final take on yeah. this too. Sure. Uh, do you want me to do the question first? Or you yeah, yeah. So the reason I'm throwing this up is because it's someone international. I love that when people from other places find our show. How do you uh, do so it? this is from Bruno. Hi, Bruno. He said, hi, guys. Love the show. What about the rumor that Tatiana Gabriel is Sabine? Hi from Brazil. All the way from Brazil. I love this. So I haven't heard that Sabine is in this show. I don't think I have either. Is this for, for this show he's saying, or is he just saying in general, like that's that the rumor that she's going to be playing Sabine and like Ahsoka or something? I wasn't sure. So that's why I wanted to bring it up because I hadn't heard anything about her playing Sabine. But then again, it's one of those things that drawing back to what we said earlier is like, as Star Wars fans, we're always so like, when is who's going to play this character? When yeah, is this right. character going to show up? And I thought it was so cool. Uh, hi from the US to Brazil. Yeah. thank Yeah. Thanks, man. I, I, I don't know. Um, the Alto. <sighs> look into that a little bit i i have no yeah i, I i'm stumped on that i don't know <laughs> so bruno you stumped us but we'll get back yeah to <laughs> yeah i would assume that he's just basing it on somebody that the has fan casting or something they're a front yeah, runner or something like that like oh, okay like oh. someone who has knowledge you know sometimes in star wars insider interesting stuff, has said that they're a front runner or something so i don't know possibly Ooh. but i would imagine that's all for ahsoka and not for show yeah 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 um, um all right so james you said that you thought it was going to be sort of this list and he's going to take people out and sort of change your view so did this trailer um make you more excited for the series or did it subdue your feelings a bit like we're coming out of this trailer had you did you like the trailer first of all like i know you did our reaction to it which which uh, mm -hmm. everyone go watch james's reaction he literally watched it on that on the <laughs> channel so go check that out i did he but did. but that but now that you've it's you know marinated a little bit where where are you come on the other side of this so thing. if you go watch my trailer reaction i don't know that i actually verbalized it in the in the video but I think my initial reaction to it was that wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Did I like the trailer? Sure. It's a star Wars trailer and I had fun and, it, and it's good. Cause we're have, we get to do stuff like this where we're speculating on it and speculating on it is building my concept of where I think the direction of the show is. But I will say if there was any sort of expectation in my head, this thing kind of flipped it because I watched this thing and I'm like, 
man, I kind of thought this movie would be, or I thought this, this trailer would, would emphasize a lot of action and a lot of, uh, bi- you know, big set pieces and stuff. And it's a lot of talking. Um, and maybe that's yep. just cause it's the first trailer when they come around again and they show a second trailer, that's when you're going to get all the action scenes and get really people motivated. This is more of a set the stage. Um, but I will say like watching it, I go, well, what did we learn? I, not a whole lot more than what we knew basically that, you know, at the end of the other thing, he comes in and he, he shoots the guy and then he sits down at the throne and he says, I'm the new boss. This trailer basically says the same thing. It just shows a couple new scenes of where and who he's talking to, but that's kind of the same idea that we got. So I don't know that it really helped us get too much further uh, on where the show is going, but I guess it did give us a little bit of direction. Like I said, as maybe to steer me in the right direction, it's not going to be that show. It's going to be a little bit more like this. So I got that from it at least. Um, but I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say in the pantheon of star Wars trailers that like this was one of my top. I, I agree. Sure. I'm with you there. Yeah. Especially when you compare them to some of the sequel trilogy ones that came out, um, mm-hmm. we're just all time for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like the trailer was it, it excited me because like you just you nailed it, James. Like we got a Star Wars trailer and sometimes that's all you need. That's enough. But I do agree that it did feel a little tame. And uh, especially with, you know, Robert Rodriguez saying like, this is going to be balls to the wall. This show is going to be crazy. <laughs> and I don't I still don't think he says that without fully believing that's going to be the case. Right. And then, you know, what we've heard and the report we had on Star Wars Newsnet. And I, I do feel they are doing the classic, like, you know, undersell uh, here so that when it finally gets there, it's going to really just knock us on our ass. And it's just going to be that sort of show. Um, but I also think they want to make sure that they set the narrative that, you know, Boba Fett is tactical and he's very experienced. He's an older guy now. So maybe he's not as you know quick on the draw. He's a little more um, premeditated and, and calculated and that sort of thing. We're going to see that side of him, but that rawness is still going to come out that, that cowboy is still going to be there and it's still going to come out. We're going to see that, but I think it's going to be one of those things where you've been in the game that long. There's going to be people after you for all over all those years. And it's just gonna be one of those things where they're going to kitchen sink this thing and just bring in everyone who's, ever been in his uh, past or present and it's going to turn into quite the melee. So um, we'll see if it ends up biting him in the end as it, as they always typically do in these types of crime mafioso crime boss things. Uh, you know, Vito Corleone, the most powerful guy landed face down in a garden with an orange peel in his mouth. So you never know what's going to happen with these types of characters in these types of shows. But for me, I feel like Boba Fett, I might not make it out of this thing, but I still think it's going to be like wild and I'm really excited for it. But um, fun we trailer. We did get an answer from Bruno. He said okay, it's Bruno, from a rumor yeah. from the Ahsoka. Oh, show. right. Yep. So that's yeah, good well, to I know, mean, Bruno. We will yeah. look into that, but we appreciate yeah. you chiming in and watching yeah. from Brazil. Yeah. Hi. The Resistance Brazil. I love it. TRB. <laughs> uh, thank you, Bruno. But uh, anything else, guys, before we hop out of here? Want to say anything to the folks? No, you guys are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They, um, 
the only thing that just in the in the short time that I was sitting there describing my feelings on the trailer, I was trying to figure out what about other trailers that I liked, you know, and honestly, sometimes it's the music, you know, they put together a good like a little clip and score. And we've talked about, you know, some of the Force Awakens music, that trailer, whatever, you know, the ding, the piano and stuff like all that stuff put together makes for a really good trailer. And yeah, the music in this. I don't even remember what it was. So I went through and I rewatched it just while you were talking, John, or not rewatched it, but like listening for the background. And it's very low boom, dun 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 kind of stuff. It's Jaws. And it yeah. Yeah. And it just really doesn't have that um those higher notes or that melody that even the Mandalorian do 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 it's a very clear melody. This was very low in background, and it occurred to me, is this like the theme? Is this like when we start every episode, is it going to be this song? Is this the first reveal that we've ever got of the Book of Boba Fett music and theme for the show? And that's kind of a weird thing. It's a weird takeaway because if it is, I didn't pick up on it, and it didn't strike me as anything particularly interesting. So it's just another another thought, throwaway thing. We do yeah. have one last super chat from Michelle. Hey, Michelle, oh, how's hey, it Michelle. going? She said, on the heels of this, do we get another trailer on November 12th? Thanks for the live show. All the best in the coming weeks, Lacey. Thank you, guys. Yes. I've seen the comments in the chat. Thank you so much. I'm in the end game yeah. here. So if I don't show up on an episode, you know what <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this, this, might, this might be Lacey's last live stream before baby time. So uh, yeah. I didn't even think about oh. that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Awesome. But thank um, you so much for the kind wishes. I really appreciate it. But I'll let John chime in. We're going to talk about it on Monday, the yeah. Disney Plus stuff. But if you wanted to just what maybe just Boba, what we think. Yeah, I uh, from what we reported um, as of now, it sounds like they're going to do a little bit of a like a sizzle reel, I think, for Boba Fett, like behind the scenes type thing. I love that. I love those better than trailers. I'm going to be honest. I love behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, but I mean, those things are always they can change that stuff right up into the wire like jj abrams and had, they do yeah he had three trailers to choose from for episode nine and, and the report the rumor report or story out of that camp was that he came down to the wire then which one he picked to use for star wars celebration so this thing this stuff's always changing but we had heard a sizzle reel uh we'll see but um we're going to talk more about it monday like Lacey said yeah for sure and sooner theron jumped in here with another super chat hey sooner theron how's it going he said hope you have a safe delivery of the little lady thank you so much I, I slurred that good little man. baby. Good man, Sooner Thrawn. <laughs> Speaking of which, his daughter just got her driver's permit. So he's he's right in the thick of things. <laughs> good luck with that. Um, Danny did make a funny joke. He said, everyone when Lacey gets back, I'd like to see the baby. <laughs> uh, well Can't done, wait Danny. for those jokes. Well <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, yes. So everyone, thank you for, for joining us here. We hope you uh, enjoyed our takes on it. And thanks for your comments and contributing to the conversation. There are a lot of things that mm-hmm. uh, you pointed out that were either really funny or insightful that added to what we did here. So we really do like doing the live shows for that reason. So maybe more of those are to come uh, heading into uh, the new year. But thanks to everyone for stopping by. If uh, if you want, you can also check this on the audio feed. We're going to get that up on the podcast feeds uh, wherever you find TRB um for for those who subscribe that way but thanks you know share this with your friends we appreciate it like the video all that stuff and uh we hope you have a wonderful weekend and we'll be back monday where we're going to talk a lot about what's to come next friday on disney plus day hopefully good stuff but until then as always 
We'll see you around, kids. Bye, guys. Bye.